0: I brought like our food to eat and I put it out and I noticed that family members were like going for all of our food. And so I've definitely learned to bring like more than you think because everyone kind of wants to try. It's so easy just to whip together the whole, the whole course.
1: Welcome to the exam room podcast brought to you by the physician's committee. Hi, I am the weight loss champion, Chuck Carroll. Thank you so very much for raising your health IQ with us coast to coast in the US and in more than 150 countries. Hi to everyone listening in Farmingdale, New York, Santa Ana, California, and Cheltenham in the UK. Wherever you are, we appreciate you helping to make the world a healthier place. This is episode 89 of season five, number 388 overall. And I want to begin by wishing you a very happy Thanksgiving, my friend. And since we are talking about Thanksgiving, let me run this scenario by you. See if this has ever happened to you. It is Thanksgiving. You're vegan, but your guests are not. What do you serve? You've got a whole bunch of people coming over who are used to eating turkey and mac and cheese, sausage stuffing, sausage gravy, real butter, collard greens cooked with ham, the list goes on and on. The pressure is on to please their palates while still keeping it plant-based. How in the world do you do that? Well, today, we're gonna show you exactly how and why you don't need to sweat it. In fact, the only sweat here is the one you're going to be working up in the kitchen making all of these delicious dishes. Plant-based chef, weight loss success, and social media star Brittany Giroudi is here with us to take the pressure off for our turkey-free turkey day. And we're even going to be getting into doing it without salt or oil or sugar to really keep things healthy and hopefully prevent that food coma that comes every Thanksgiving. You know the one. Plus, she's going to be teaching us how to make a delicious Thanksgiving platter, the very platter that will be taking the turkey off of the table at her house. Plus, the exam roomies who joined us live this week, they had an opportunity to ask for a little bit of help in their kitchen as well. But before we get into the fun stuff, let's talk about gratitude because it is Thanksgiving after all. And I am so thankful that you are here. I'm so grateful that you've been here listening to the show and putting what you've learned here into practice, raising your health IQ, improving your health. And the best part, what makes me the most thankful, is hearing from you who then take what you've learned and you show others a healthier way as well. That to me is everything. So let's go ahead and celebrate that gratitude right now. I got a great five-star health success from an exam roomie on Apple Podcasts this week. A five-star health success is when you share with us how you're thankful that your health has improved. You do that on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you get your shows by leaving a five-star rating. And in the review box, tell us how your health has improved, how a plant-based diet and the exam room have helped you. And we will do our best to read it on the show. There's a link to do it right now in the episode notes. So this week, Beachside Walker writes, This is where I gained knowledge and accumulated information for my health. It's not just about one or two episodes. I believe the accumulative efforts of listening over time has really helped me achieve my goals of becoming healthy. So I just wanted to say thank you. Well, Beachside, I hope that you are indeed Beachside this Thanksgiving and enjoying some warm, sunny weather wherever it is that you are. And I am thankful for you as well, my friend. I think that that's great. I'm so happy that you're able to take this information, raise your health IQ and then raise others. Health IQs along with you, your friends, your family, your loved ones, your community. It's about reaching one person at a time and that begins with you. So thank you so very much now let's get a special thanksgiving message from dr neil barnard and this is going to get you all fired up to keep your plate plant-based for so many reasons
2: it's more popular than ever to share a healthful plant-based thanksgiving meal and that means getting turkey off the table the turkeys will be thankful and you'll avoid the cholesterol saturated fat and maybe even a little fecal bacteria that comes from a slice of turkey A single serving of turkey can have up to 80 milligrams of cholesterol, a waxy substance that clogs arteries and can lead to a heart attack or stroke. But the good news is, cholesterol is only found in animal products, not in plant-based foods. Now, consuming excess saturated fat can also increase cholesterol levels. And a typical Thanksgiving meal, it's loaded with 25 grams of saturated fat from the turkey and gravy and butter and creamy sauces. So get the turkey and other animal products off your plate. And your heart will be thankful. And if that's not enough to convince you to ditch the turkey, research done in 2013 by Consumer Reports found that more than half of store-bought packages of raw ground turkey meat tested positive for bacteria that indicates fecal contamination. It's a nice way of saying there's poop in your meat. Now, plant-based foods like sweet potatoes and lentil loaves They have zero cholesterol, very little saturated fat, and they're loaded with antioxidants and the fiber that your body loves. Fiber's only in plants. Your body needs about 40 grams a day, but most people are only getting 10 to 15. Instead of nodding off after dinner from all that grease in the turkey, the healthy carbs in your plant-based Thanksgiving will fuel you up so you can spend more time with your loved ones.
1: Be sure to follow Dr. Barnard on Instagram at Dr. Neil Barnard, at Dr. Neil Barnard. There's a link to that right now in the episode notes. Now, let's get some success in the kitchen just in time for Thanksgiving. We're going to be talking about a vegan Thanksgiving for non-vegans in the most delicious way. We're doing that with the one and only Brittany Gerrudi. Brittany Giroudi, thanks for being here. Happy Thanksgiving.
0: Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for having me.
1: I'm thrilled that you're here. And I'm looking at the spread that you have in front of you today. And my mouth is already watering. You love to cook. Do you get fired up for this time of year?
0: It's my favorite holiday. Is I it? I love cooking. I love making all of my favorite meals. And it's been so fun to play with recipes that were traditional that we had and make them whole food plant-based.
1: What did you feel a lot of pressure to take those family favorites and try to veganize them, make them whole food plant based?
0: Originally, I just brought like a I brought like our food to eat and I put it out and I noticed that family members were like going for all of our food. And so, you know, this is my um, my sixth Thanksgiving being plant based. And so I've definitely learned to bring like more than you think because everyone kind of wants to try. Um, and now that we've been doing it for so long, it's so easy just to whip together the whole, the whole course.
1: Oh, that's so great to hear. Cause you know, I'm in a divided house, right? My wife and I are team vegan, my father and mother-in-law, they are team Turkey, but you know what we're hosting. So, uh, we're, we're definitely going team vegan all the way here. So I'm glad that you're here. It makes me feel a little bit better about what's going to happen in a couple of days from now. Um, But before we get to the main event, and and I believe actually you're going to be replacing the turkey with that that vegan Thanksgiving platter that you're whipping up, right?
0: Yeah, this recipe is so easy. You can make it so many different ways. And I actually love this as dinner throughout the whole holiday season. So um, I'm going to show you guys how to whip it up. Again, you can change things out. And we have a video on our YouTube channel called Thanksgiving Platter if you need to see me redo this at a later date. But um, it's so simple. We're just going to add a cooked grain. So I have some farro here, but you could use rice, quinoa, millet, any of your favorite cooked grains. And literally, it's so easy. We're just going to add it to our platter.
1: Do you just cook that like rice? Add a little bit of water?
0: Yep. I just cook it like rice. And it's actually really nice. If, if people are you know, for some reason, if they're avoiding rice, um, I feel like farro is a great substitute because it's still uh, very kind of um, toothy and and similar to rice, but it cooks up a lot faster. And if you've never had farro, it's just, you know, it's in usually grocery stores in um, the ethnic section. It's a delicious, it's one of my favorite grains. So (laughs) I just kind of start with that.
1: Oh, that looks good
0: super easy and then I always add a bean or a lentil to this for our uh, you know to kind of make you full so I have some brown lentils couldn't be easier we change this up too so sometimes I do chickpeas um we've done black beans I've done pinto beans really whatever your family likes so I always like to add a little bit of crunch so I do shredded brussels sprouts or broccoli I have both here sometimes we even do um chopped curly kale So this is our greens. It's already going to get a little bit more color and you can use cooked um, broccoli or you know if you want to add this to the oven after it's all done to soften it and serve it warm. It's really up to you. And then up next I have some onions. So I have some red onion here. Again, you could saute it or add it in raw, but there's some some purple onion for some color. I have some shredded carrots. Some More color.
1: Yeah, you got the whole rainbow going on.
0: Yeah, it gets really bountiful and beautiful some celery for some crunch. And so there's all these different textures, and it's filling and beautiful. And then I also like to add some fruit to this. So I'll add chopped pears and apples and some pomegranate seeds. And it really just makes it so good. And then you carefully would toss this all together. <laughs> Took me like no time at all really chopping everything is the hardest part. And it's just filling, you also feel really good. I love a vegan plant based Thanksgiving because I don't feel like garbage at the end of it. You know, before it was like everyone would go to the couches directly after to take a nap because you're stuffed and feeling not the best. And it's like, yeah, I feel full, but you know, I still feel really good with all the plant based foods I'm eating.
1: For sure. And that looks absolutely delicious. Uh, let's talk about sides. You've got that wonderful main there, but I, I want to talk about the sides because you know, so many people and and even watching uh football last night, they were talking about, well, what are you going to eat for Thanksgiving? And and somebody said, just like flat out, it is not Thanksgiving unless I get mom's homemade mac and cheese. I saw recently on your YouTube channel, Brittany, where you came up with this amazing instant mac and cheese that I thought looked absolutely incredible. How easy is it to convert what real mac and cheese over into a vegan version?
0: There's so many recipes now out there, and that's exactly why I started my YouTube channel was to take foods that, you know, the family would enjoy before, but making them healthy and plant-based. So I literally, that's my goal of my channel. So we do have our instant mac and cheese, which is more of like a box mac and cheese, mainly that kids get with the cheese powder that you mix in. But we also have like a baked mac and cheese that's a little bit um, creamier. That's more of the traditional uh, Thanksgiving recipe I think people are looking for, but it's it's not hard. I mean, I feel like it's overwhelming at first when you do this, but as you get used to it, it's just like cooking. It's just figuring out what flavors you like and then ways to tweak it. And there are so many great recipes out there now. I feel like it's... it's um, easier than it's ever been to be plant based at Thanksgiving. Yeah,
1: I think a lot of people maybe the first time out of the gate trying it, they're going to gravitate toward the store bought plant based cheeses. You know, there are so many brands there. I mean, basically plant based cheese, they can have their own aisle in in a lot of stores. Uh, You like to keep it SOS. Where do you weigh in on some of the store bought cheeses out there?
0: I think it's a great source for transitioning. I think there is a time and place for you know, and and if that's helpful for you, for sure. Um, for me, I find that, you know, I'm, I'm pretty crafty now and, and experienced in like whipping stuff up from scratch. So I don't mind, you know, I usually stay away from from store bought stuff. But, um, you know, there, I think there's a time and place for it as well. And you're maybe in your first Thanksgiving that you're trying this.
1: We have a couple of people now uh, who are wondering, all right, well, how do you make that traditional green bean casserole? A lot of those recipes call for cream of mushroom soup. That is not typically vegan. So how might you go a vegan route with that?
0: Yeah. So I just kind of make a homemade cream of mushroom where we have a mushroom soup recipe and I'll use that and even just blend up the chopped mushrooms in it. So it's a little bit smoother and that's just a great replacement. You literally can use the same amount that you would use for the can of mushrooms for a homemade mushroom soup that you've blended. Um, So I always do that for our our green bean casseroles.
1: Yeah, check this out. Tofu Tuesday is in the kitchen with us right now. Uh, At 1213, Tofu writes, I'm actually prepping a lentil loaf and condensed mushroom soup for green bean casserole for Thanksgiving right now. Uh, That's pretty cool. We're having kind of a cook along today. Do you get the opportunity to do that with a lot of your followers?
0: Yeah, so we do a monthly cooking class, so it's it's really fun. Some people choose to cook alongside me. We actually had one this this weekend, um, so it was really fun to see people. And and I feel like that's a little helpful too if you're cooking alongside the recipe because you can ask questions and and you know sometimes I'm in the kitchen like running around kind of like crazy doing stuff, and it's nice to slow down, take it step by step, and really explain what you're doing, why you're doing it, and that just makes people more comfortable too in the kitchen.
1: All right, let's talk about another Thanksgiving staple. And that, of course, is stuffing. I mentioned sausage stuffing at the top with sausage gravy. That was what was happening at the Carroll household growing up. You want to take the meat out of the stuffing, out of the gravy. What's the healthiest plant based option that you can think of there?
0: We have um, two different stuffing recipes on our YouTube channel. We have one that's a cornbread sausage stuffing and we make a kind of a homemade sausage with black beans and other seasonings. And it gives you that same like meaty texture that you're looking for mixed in with the cornbread in a stuffing style. And then we have more of a traditional one. And, you know, I find that we love both of them and it's so easy now to kind of switch my mindset of You know, when I think of sausage, I think about, oh, it's our, it's our sausage recipe that we make with black beans. Um, So really easy to kind of, you know, replace things like that in a recipe and give you something that gives you the same texture, but, you know, without, without the negativity health benefits behind it, you know, that are coming out.
1: So you like the black beans more than like a seitan, or I've seen some people even and do it with a, a tofu, I would imagine like they, they definitely have a different kind of texture to them. What, what are the pros and cons of each there?
0: Yeah, I personally, for me, I don't really eat, eat much of seitan, um, the vital wheat gluten, just because it kind of upsets my stomach as well. So I stick with more beans and even tofu um, and tempeh. And I find that black beans when you make it like when you make a black bean patty or you make something like that, it really binds everything well. So that's a really great way of using it where tofu I tend to use where it's a little bit softer or even using it like silken tofu and maybe a pumpkin pie would be really great. Um, some more different things for that. So I think feel like you learn, uh, easy, you know, when you're doing this, that lentils and beans are really great ideas to kind of substitute kind of meatier textures.
1: And what about the gravy, right? So a sausage gravy here. But in all honesty, I've been uh, eating plant-based Thanksgiving now for six. I think that this will be my seventh year doing it. Um, have not once missed the sausage gravy. And everybody whom I served has not said anything about, oh, this gravy tastes like vegetables. Um, I mean, that's, that's one of those things that's so easy to veganize that if you really, you know, aren't going to feel pressure about anything, maybe it should be the gravy
0: yeah and i mean we make a mushroom gravy which is super easy and so good and i'm not even like a huge mushroom fan all the people that follow me kind of know that i've i've had to learn to like mushrooms Um, as i go on it was definitely was not it was a food i avoided before being plant-based but we love it in gravy it's thick and delicious and like the great thing about thanksgiving i feel is that it's really all about the sides and it's so easy to make the sides vegan Um, you know, who doesn't love mashed potatoes, right. And, and cranberry sauce and all of that.
1: Uh, all right. Mashed potatoes. We got a couple of people wondering about that. Traditional mashed potato recipes call for milk. How easy is it to swap out dairy milk for a plant-based milk and still get that same kind of flavor?
0: It's so easy. And you know, now there's like everything, all the different types of plant-based milks, I generally stick with like a soy milk or an almond milk, you know, the only milk I kind of stay away from when I do um, mashed potatoes is really like an oat milk cause it's naturally a little bit sweeter. Those are great for dessert recipes or something you want to be sweet. So, um, you know, I just, you know I think you can mix it one-to-one to be honest. And, you know, instead of butter we do a little bit of white miso paste in ours and it just turns out so good. So yeah, mashed potatoes is definitely at the top of our <laughs> top of my Thanksgiving plans.
1: All right. You're going to have to run that back. Miso in the mashed potatoes for real? Yeah,
0: yeah. White miso paste, just a little bit, goes a long way and it just makes it creamy and it gives you a little bit of that saltiness flavor that I think people are looking for. Um, and we use it in a lot of our recipes because it doesn't have like the same effect on your blood pressure as table salt.
1: Dag on that is crazy. How did you think up of that? That is like, I would have never thought to turn to miso.
0: I have to thank Dr. Greger cause he was who, you know, I kind of got me started on this. Um, and so when he came, you know, his research came out that, you know, miso didn't have negative effects on your blood pressure and as table salt does, and us trying to be, you know, SOS free, um, we kind of switched over to adapting a little bit of miso in our recipes. And it really has gone a long way for people that aren't plant-based to enjoy it as well.
1: No, we have somebody in the chat right now that's like, well, now hold on and go back to the mashed potatoes. I only have the sweetened almond milk in my refrigerator right now. Probably not the best idea to use that, I would assume in that case.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't use sweetened. I wouldn't use vanilla, nothing like that, um, as plain as you can get it. But another good idea, too, is that you can always, you know, make your own at home. It's pretty easy nowadays, too, to kind of whip it together, Um. What we actually do, and this is another Dr. Greger tip, is we sometimes we'll just take almond butter and mix it with water in our blender and it makes uh, makes milk. Um, it's that easy. And so sometimes in a pinch, if I don't have any, you know, we do that.
1: Yeah. You want to avoid those sugar taters. I'm not sure that that's... <laughs> that <or> <laughs> Yeah, right. Vanilla sugar taters. Oh, man, don't need that on my table this year. Uh, Brussels sprouts. That's another one. Um, You know, you don't have to be vegan to enjoy a good Brussels sprout. When you're whipping up your recipes, what is the best one that you have in your arsenal?
0: I love to take um, Brussels sprouts, put them in a bag with some Dijon mustard and some balsamic vinegar. And just balsamic vinegar that's flavored with your Brussels sprouts, it turns out to be so good. So we just we love I keep all different kinds of flavors. This is a um, black fig one. We have a pear white balsamic and that really can add so much variety to to your palate when you're trying to stay SOS free doing this.
1: Do you roast them in the oven or do you use an air fryer? How do you like to cook yours?
0: Yeah, I just put them on parchment paper in the oven until they're nice and caramelized. And yeah, it turns out perfect. It's so easy. You can marinate them uh, for a few hours if you want, if you have time. But yeah, that's that's definitely gonna be on our Thanksgiving menu.
1: And if you marinate, do they come out a little bit more tender because they've been sitting in some liquid for a little while?
0: Definitely, and the longer you cook them, the softer they get. So, you know, it just kind of depends on your preference. I feel like that's one of the things um that people either people really like when they're cooked or like when they're raw so i always tell people just do it to whatever preference you want but yeah they caramelize and become kind of like candied.
1: oh yeah there's there's definitely team soft and team crunchy when it comes to roasted (laughs) brussels sprouts i'm just for for what it's worth i'm 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 a soft kind of a guy i just for whatever reason that's just my preference
0: yeah and if people don't like brussels sprouts i always say to try them shredded because really it's just cabbage and so like for this dish we put it in shredded and raw and it's just crunchy and great. So if you're not, I mean, it's still an amazing vegetable to get in because it's a cruciferous vegetable. So, you know, try, try it raw if you don't like it cooked.
1: Yeah, and for those who aren't familiar yet with the health benefits of cruciferous vegetables, what are some of your favorites?
0: Yeah, so broccoli, Brussels sprouts, um, kale, bok choy, those are pretty much kind of my go-to's um, that we always have. Some cauliflower too is really great this time of year.
1: You mentioned bok choy. I don't think the bok choy has made it onto my Thanksgiving table just yet. Um, but it does bring up another question that somebody had actually, it was more of a comment. Somebody posted, uh, a little bit earlier talking about giving Thanksgiving an international flair. They were talking about, well, they're going to be doing burrito bowls for Thanksgiving this year. So when it comes to really thinking outside the box and coming up with your menu, how much encouragement should you give someone to say, Hey, You know, it's your Thanksgiving. Get creative. Do with it what you want.
0: Always. And that's like my goal for my channel and my recipes too. I always encourage people just to change it, to make it how your family wants. You guys are eating it. It's your food. So if any recipe you ever find something like Herbs de Provence that you don't like, you can leave it out and sub it with something else. And the same with, you know, you should do what your family likes for Thanksgiving. So if that's making it more traditional or going and doing something unique, um, I'm all for it.
1: All right. We've been talking a lot about sides. Let's get back to taking the turkey off of the table. So you, you got that wonderful platter that you whipped up a little bit earlier, but what about somebody that's looking for something a little bit more traditional or closer to Turkey anyway, um, to, to substitute out Cynthia at twelve we've already talked about stuffing, but Cynthia is wondering what else might she want to try instead of Turkey?
0: Yeah, so we're also going to do lentil loaves because those are, um, you know, I feel like it, it wouldn't be Thanksgiving without a lentil loaf on our table. So we'll do a lentil loaf and we do, um, we change up the glaze on top. So sometimes we do more of a, you know, kind of a ketchup glaze. Sometimes we do um, a barbecue glaze. So that just kind of changes year to year, a date glaze for a little bit sweeter. And. Um, and then we'll also do, uh, we also do stuffed acorn squash. Sometimes we've done roasted cauliflower. That's really beautiful. Um, yeah, there's so many different ideas that you can kind of, kind of come up around it that, that I feel like the Turkey is not missed.
1: <laughs> yeah. Talk to me about the, uh, the stuffed acorn squash, cause I'm doing a, a stuffed butternut squash recipe. It's got wild rice, cranberries, some walnuts in there, uh, herbs, spices, all of that good stuff.
0: Yeah, same idea. So acorn squash and, and, you know, if you're, if this is your first time doing a squash, an acorn squash can be a little bit less intimidating because it's a little bit smaller to cut. Um, But that's, and I also like doing it because everyone kind of gets half of it for their meal. So it's really, really beautiful. And again, I feel like it's all about presentation. If you, you eat with your eyes first. So if you're serving people that aren't plant based, that aren't vegan, um, it really matters for how everything looks on your table.
1: And, and what are you putting in yours? You said it was kind of the same general ideas, but give me some
0: specifics. Yeah, we'll do, we'll do wild rice. We do um, a lentil. We mix it up with spices. I always do something with a crunch. It's usually celery and carrots are mixed in there and onion. And it just turns out so beautiful. And I will say that if you baste your squash, butternut or acorn squash with a little tahini, it just like makes the flavor even more. So usually when we cut it, when we roast it, we'll slather, we'll slather on a little bit of tahini rub and you can even put your spices on then. And it just takes it to the next level.
1: Tahini, that's got, a, it's got a little bit of a zesty taste yeah. to it and then paired with the sweetness of the squash. I think that you've just come up with an all-star pairing there, Brittany Girudy. That's what just happened.
0: Thank you, yeah, it's so fun. and And we just love playing around with all the seasonal vegetables as well. Cause you know, this is when I want to get it in when they're all in season right now,
1: for sure. Um, okay, oh, let's go back to the lentil loaves uh, really quickly. Uh, we've got a follow up here um, about where can uh, Cynthia has a follow up. Where can she find the lentil loaf recipes that you were talking about? She says that she's tried some and they just weren't that tasty.
0: Yeah, so if you just Google our my last name and you put lentil loaf in Google, it'll come up with two recipes for you. They're so great. The only um, tips I would give is that if you have time, it's a great idea to make them the day before and refrigerate them before you remove it from the pan. And that way it just doesn't crumble. Like the biggest thing I hear with lentil loaves is that they crumble and fall apart. Um, and it, that way it kind of sets up and gives it a moment. So if you have time, Another thing that we sometimes do is we put our lentil loaf in a mini loaf pan, and then they're individual little lentil loaves. I'm all about how cute it, something looks, um, <laughs> so everyone gets like a little lentil loaf on their table, and it's so fun. And then if you have leftovers, you can do Thanksgiving sandwiches with your little lentil loaves already pre-cut
1: is is a lentil loaf one of those types of dishes that just somehow taste better the next day so maybe you're even like really doing it right by cooking the day before thanksgiving
0: definitely and then it kind of you know makes the day less stressful you know if you can prep stuff ahead of time i'm all for it just to make the day a little easier on yourself
1: now what about reheating them without drying them out i'm sure that that might be a concern for a lot of people
0: yeah, I find that if you just pop them in the oven, if you don't go above, you know, like 350, usually it's fine and just keep an eye on stuff. But middle rack 350 for just a couple minutes to reheat, it usually does the job.
1: All right, we hear a lot about these lentil loaves. Are there any other type of loaf recipes that are whole food plant-based that you've heard of? Maybe you've whipped them up yourself.
0: I did see um, Chef AJ, I think she used, um, she made a Forks Over Knives millet loaf. Um, but I have not tried it, but usually I stick with, um, kind of the seasonal ones that we've done, but I'm sure there's all sorts of ones. I mean, I'm so lucky to be a part of the plant-based community because there's so many people doing so many interesting things with recipes. Um, it's so fun to see.
1: Creativity is off the charts. I always say that. And <laughs> I, it, it just it never ceases to amaze me. Like you were just talking about pairing tahini with uh, roasted acorn squash. Like I would never think to make that pairing or put miso in mashed potatoes, right? Like that to me is exceptionally creative. I love it. And it's all it's all delicious. Um, we have a question from somebody. Tracy is wondering whether if she makes stuffing today, will it keep in the refrigerator until Thanksgiving on Thursday?
0: Uh, it might be a little too early. Usually I say a day or two before. Um, and, you know, if it gets dried out, what I always do is just add a little bit of vegetable broth, just a little bit, and it kind of brings it back to life. But, um, you know, I might not start Thanksgiving quite yet. Monday's still a little too early, I think. <laughs>
1: and how long do you keep the leftovers if you're cooking everything that's fresh obviously not a lot of preservatives in there if any how long do they tend to keep in the refrigerator after Thanksgiving
0: I find that like five days is usually um you know after the date five days after you've made it it's pretty safe but five to six days for all plant-based recipes (laughs) (laughs) they don't usually last that long in our house though
1: Have you heard about these refrigerators? I was talking to a professor at a university here, George Mason University in Fairfax, Virginia. And she was talking about how she and her students had uh, come up with these refrigerators, they're engineering kids. I mean, just smarter than I could ever hope to be. Uh, They've come up with these refrigerators and freezers. Well, the refrigerators will keep spinach fresh for like a month and a half at least. And I'm like, how is that even possible? And she's like, you have to- (laughs) Right? Like, I need, like, you need to fly in, like, just fly into Dulles. We'll go together and we'll do some stuff on social for it because I mean, daggone a month and a half to keep your spinach fresh and greens tend to go the quickest. So imagine how long everything else is going to keep, like you could be eating Thanksgiving at Easter. That's what I'm thinking.
0: I do the, I do the paper towel, uh, where you, you wash everything dry and then you put kind of a damp paper towel in with your box of greens and that keeps a little longer. Um, but yeah, thankfully I have a very, I have a husband who has like a huge appetite. So like, we don't, we like never have
1: leftovers, <laughs> I've got a
0: I have leftovers.
1: <laughs> just pawn it off on, Hey, honey, we still got some stuff left over. Go to town.
0: We could just eat until, I don't know. He has two
1: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Hawaii is fun. I've never heard about this, uh, a nut roast. So okay. I don't think we're talking about roasted nuts, but a nut yeah. roast. What's that?
0: I've never heard of it. So I'd have to look that up too
1: all right hey uh hawaii is fun little little help in the chat (laughs) help us out school us up i think that that would be great um you know what we haven't talked about yet is i think everybody's favorite part of the meal and that's dessert yeah right okay so flipping through your youtube channel last night i saw a lot of fun things on there including uh i believe like some mini pumpkin pies yeah yeah
0: where again you can make all the mini stuff Many, many loaves, many pumpkin pies. Um, We just love it. I love those because they're so easy to make. And like, literally, you could have them out and just kind of, I I guess I was thinking about my family generally eats Thanksgiving, and then everyone takes a break. And then they go into a different room where they have all the desserts set out. So I was thinking like, sometimes it's nice to have just a sample, a little bit of everything when I made that recipe. Um, But I also love it because they kind of have their own crust little cups and you can, you know, if you have leftovers too, they're great to kind of like pop just a couple like when you're walking through. So um, that recipe is really fun. I kind of feel like I'm I'm known for our desserts. I feel like that's kind of something that everyone kind of generates to our channel for. Um, so we love that. We love, a, we have a sweet potato pumpkin pie. That's a little different that we love. Um, yeah, regular pumpkin pies. And we just play, play around with recipes. Uh, we also have a cheesecake that I made for my birthday over the summer, but sometimes we just add pumpkin to it to make it a pumpkin cheesecake. And that's really a good one as well.
1: How does one make the crust for these mini pumpkin pies? Cause I'm guessing you're not going to the store and getting anything that's ready-made.
0: Right, and we generally will make like an oat and sometimes we put seeds or nuts in there and dates. And it spices, and put it in your food processor, and then it just becomes same same idea. If you had like energy balls that stick together, and then you can form little crusts out of it, um, which is just so so convenient to do.
1: Uh, so we have a, a little bit going back to the uh, the the roasted nut thing. Uh, Marion is in Ireland, and she says that she uses nuts in place of lentils in a loaf. She says that she still prefers lentils, but that is something that you can absolutely do. I'm gonna check into that.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think that's fun. It makes it more festive. Same with this, if you put like pistachios in here, that would be fantastic, or walnuts. It just kind of takes it, I feel like, to another level sometimes when you add nuts and seeds to recipes.
1: You know, I I would like to encourage everybody who's watching us around the world right now, if you're not in the U.S., you're not celebrating Thanksgiving on Thursday, go ahead and celebrate with us anyway. Let's have a fun little Thanksgiving community virtually. You know, send me your pictures at Chuck Carroll WLC. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all at the same thing. Send me your pictures. I want to put together a big old collaboration of what the exam roomies are eating. So I see uh, Yakis. uh, i hope that that's how you pronounce your name. You're watching right now in Johannesburg, South Africa. Uh, obviously, we have our friend Marion, who's now watching in Ireland. Uh, I saw somebody from Canada saying, hey, we beat you to Thanksgiving weeks ago. You guys are so behind the times. Um, they were there earlier. So let's let's just have some fun with that. Send me your photos. Um, what are some other fun, you know, plant-based, whole food, yummy desserts? A lot of people like brownies. Those were a staple at my grandmommy's house growing up um you a brownie
0: fan i love brownies um brownies cakes we i mean i think any dessert you can make for thanksgiving it doesn't have to have to just be pumpkin um we have made cranberry pear bars before with like a crust that's a great seasonal one um but i feel like you can do a chocolate cake you can i mean it doesn't necessarily have to be pumpkin you can you can definitely switch it up
1: you know, uh, brownies is good. Pumpkin uh, cookies. I know that coming up uh, next month uh, with your membership, which is just $10 a month, by the way, uh, you're going to be doing all kinds of holiday cookies, right?
0: Yeah, so we we have a private membership, people are asking how they could help kind of support what we do, um, help pay for groceries, you know, you your recipe testing a bunch, it gets very pricey. So I kind of set up a membership where it's kind of all the recipes I'm working on currently, and then later they come out for free. Over months on the channel, Uh, but we're having it all be cookies in December. So the membership always gives 10 recipes. So it's 10 whole food plant based SOS free holiday cookies. Um, And then we have a really fun monthly class that comes with it. So we get together, and for December, it's going to be so fun with the we're going to dress up, there's an ugly sweater contest and <laughs> do holiday um, you know, music and, and have a lot of fun with it and have prizes. So um, just a really fun way to be in the spirit, still make cookies that are good for you. And yeah, get your whole family kind of involved.
1: And there's a link uh, to sign up right now in the show description, by the way. So go ahead and, and give a click on that. I mean, you, it's so much fun. I know that uh, you do some stuff with art in there. There's that community meetup once a month as well. Uh, extra videos, the ten recipes. There's a lot that comes with it for just ten dollars. I mean, you're talking about a bargain there, Brittany, that you've put together. So um, definitely sign up for that. A um, Couple of more before we wrap things up, because I'm awfully hungry at this point. Um, we have a lot of people saying, well, hey, you know, like let's just take the mains off the table altogether and just go with a bunch of sides for Thanksgiving this year. I'm sure that's a concept you're familiar with. You can walk away just as satisfied, I would imagine, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, this, the sides are the best part, to be <laughs> honest. I feel like like the turkey's boring and, and all of that, but, you know, really the sides are the sh- the stars of it. So I don't see any problem with just making your favorite sides. I mean, literally that's what we load up on anyway, I think it's nice to have something to kind of replace that turkey in the middle. I did want to show you that this is gonna replace, you know, we've been plant-based vegan for a while now, but I did start a tradition where we um we sponsor a turkey from a sanctuary and it goes on our table as well. So just a fun idea if you're plant-based and you've been doing this for a while, you might want to sponsor a turkey from a sanctuary, and then you know, they send you information about that turkey, but this is ours um, from New York when actually when I met Chuck um, a sanctuary up there. So just a fun little tradition. So we put this next to our beautiful platter on our middle of our Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We got together at the Albany veg fest. That was a good time. Um, I didn't know that there was an animal sanctuary up Yeah, uh, there's
0: Woodstock in New York. There's one close to that, to that area. So we, um, they had turkeys to sponsor. So I sponsored tiny and, um, really fun way to kind of give back and feel good about your Thanksgiving table.
1: Tiny the turkey. Uh, that does not look like a tiny turkey, though. I'm just saying. Uh, I mean, that, that's an awfully big gobbler on that fella. Um, My goodness. Um, Let's see here. We got uh, Leanna. Here's a menu for you. How do you think about this? I mean, I would want to go over to this house. My mom is doing the veggies and potatoes and cake. I'm making mini pizzas, mac and tofu cheese and cookies. I mean, you keep that whole food plant-based. You got a winner. You got a winner for sure, huh?
0: For sure. I mean, anything that people like, I feel like is great for a holiday. And and what we do too is, you know, for Thanksgiving, we just kind of switch a couple things out. and We do the kind of the same idea for Christmas, um, which is so great to kind of have all these staples and foods that we love comfort foods that we we all enjoy. All
1: right. And uh, last cooking question. This is an interesting one. Huh? I'm wondering this is from Hawaii is fun. Again, they got a they got a, a lot of questions. Uh, I'm wondering if a pumpkin would be a good substitute for turkey because it has a similar color and shape.
0: I mean, you could definitely do a stuffed pumpkin, like a little, like a mini pumpkin pie, like those ones that you're, you're kind of getting. You definitely can stuff that. That's beautiful on your table as well. Again, really a presentation. Um, so I think doing something like that would be perfect.
1: Dag on, like I thought I was throwing you a curveball. You didn't even bat an eyelash. You were just like, nope, stuffed pumpkin. Let's do it. Get the turkey off the table. Here's what you're going to want to do. I love that about you. Like you have this stuff down to a science. Um, you're also a teacher, right? You, you teach middle school kids. Do you get an opportunity to talk to them at all about healthy eating or do you just keep it with whatever's in the curriculum that particular day?
0: So I, do, I run um, cooking club at my school. And so um, when I teach the sessions, I don't necessarily um, put it out that it's, you know, vegan, whole food, plant-based, all of the things, but I definitely say allergy friendly. And I always teach something with what I would do on the channel, um, which just to kind of encourages kids, you know, to try something new that they may have not have had before. Like we made, um, we made pumpkin dip, and we made it with dates, and so maybe that's a food they never heard of before or tried. Um, we've done lots of different things in the past, just little swaps that they can they can have that are definitely healthier for them.
1: That is amazing.
0: Try to sprinkle it everywhere.
1: I'm telling you, uh, my friends down in uh, in the Norfolk area, Virginia, blind guy, his wife, their life, fun little YouTube channel. They're wondering if you need any uh, taste testers for your. That's oh, for sure.
0: We're <laughs> always. <laughs>
1: I love those two, man. They are they are an absolute trip. Uh, we have somebody else wondering about uh, maybe doing roasted cauliflower instead yeah. of the turkey. Good idea.
0: Beautiful. Yeah, we we've done that with like a. You can make a sauce, even like put tahini in a sauce or something on that and roast it, and then we usually will put like different vegetables around it, and it can be beautiful. I mean, don't it doesn't necessarily have to be something that's not a vegetable that can be the star of the show too.
1: All right. Well, look, you know, uh, I got to go to the store. I got to get a bunch of ingredients, uh, but I am fired up for what's to come. And I know that uh, a lot of us learned a whole heck of a lot here today. You certainly have taken the pressure off of delivering a delicious meal for non-vegans on Thanksgiving. So uh, Brittany Giroudi, you are the absolute best. Uh, be sure to click all of the links to Brittany's stuff in the show description right now. You've got the membership, I mean, $10 a month, come on. Uh, you got Instagram, you got the website, so many different things. Uh, Brittany, thank you for taking a little bit of time. That, that platter that you made today looks absolutely fantastic.
0: Thank you. I'm going to enjoy it now up to Thanksgiving for sure, but it's pretty heavy.
1: Man, I hope that you have some amazing ideas, some new recipes, some creativity in the kitchen that can take your Thanksgiving to the next level this year. I mean, Brittany Giroudi is just so daggone smart in the kitchen. I love it. She's so creative. She's the best. And I'll tell you what, the exam roomies who joined us live too, they're not too shabby either. I mean, they are right there. We're talking about some really off of the charts type of menus they were talking about. My goodness gracious. And I'm not too proud to ask for an invitation to dinner either. (laughs) No way now next week we will be back on our regular schedule so the exam room live next wednesday on youtube and on facebook 9 a.m pacific noon eastern and dr neil barnard will be back with us so if there's something that you would like to ask dr barnard as we head into the holiday season go ahead and send me your questions ahead of time twitter instagram facebook as well or set a reminder Mark your calendars, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on YouTube and Facebook next Wednesday for The Exam Room Live. And look, you know, the holidays, they can be hard on your health. I mean, all of the cookies, all of the treats, these massive ginormous meals, they really do add up. But you can put an end to that unhealthy trend. You can put your health back out in front where it belongs. And you could do that before the new year. So if you feel like you could use a little bit of help achieving your health goals today, well, check this out. The Barnard Medical Center is powering this episode of the Exam Room podcast. Their doctors and dietitians practice lifestyle medicine and promote plant-based nutrition with in-person visits in their Washington, D.C. office and telemedicine appointments in 18 states. Visit barnardmedical.org or call 202-527-7500 to learn more. That's barnardmedical.org or call 202-527-7500. And for today, that is going to wrap things up. I want to say thank you one more time to the incredible, the incomparable, the creative, and oh my goodness is she talented in the kitchen, Brittany Giroudi, for being here and making this perhaps the most delicious Thanksgiving of all time. For everyone here at the Physicians Committee, I am the weight loss champion, Chuck Carroll. Thank you so very much for listening. And remember, as always, keep it plant-based.